what what ayahuasca is really really good at is bringing the unconscious to the conscious so things mm. things that you're not aware of that are blocking you from your full potential can come up into that space a lot of things like that can be repressed trauma that was my experience you know working with plant medicines uncovering deep levels of religious spiritual ritual sexual abuse that i was experiencing as a child that was at the deep core of my addictions because no mm. matter how many times i tried to overcome or heal from addictions i was never able to so ayahuasca mm. helps us to get to the root cause of whatever that pain problem or suffering is and then to heal that and when we don't know in day-to-day -day life what the problems are then we can't really treat them because we're not conscious of them so sitting with ayahuasca is very much about bringing the unconscious to the conscious whatever that might be for you and it's different for everyone else beautiful people welcome to this week's episode welcome to alexa's hour i am your host alexa and if you are new here thank you so much for being here and welcome to this space where my goal is really to help you uncover some of these deeper questions within yourselves and expand the scope of your awareness and by doing so my hope is that you can get closer to your goal of becoming your highest self so that's really the the goal of this podcast is to help you get one step closer every single day to whatever that higher version of yourself looks like by asking yourself some of these deeper questions, either through listening to myself on a solo cast or by my questions with some of these guests. And so that's my goal with each guest as well, to make sure that they can give you guys value in your journey. So our guest today is Michael Thornhill. I'm really excited for you guys to hear from him because he is the co-founder of Casa Galactica in Peru. He is a trauma-informed plant spirit healer. And so today you guys are going to really hear some of the, I would like to say, stepping stones into if you are entertaining plant medicine and if you've been curious about ayahuasca specifically. Um, this is an area that I've been very curious over the last couple of years and in my own personal journey, I am at the stage of questioning whether or not I feel a true calling to go down that path just yet, or if it's just something I see quite frequently in the content I absorb and consume because I'm kind of in this in this space of self-betterment and self-development and things like that. So, but Michael is really knowledgeable on all of this, and that is why I'm excited for you guys to hear about this, because you'll be able to get a stance on this entire world from someone who has not only direct experience with the medicine itself, but also experience as a professional, as a professional channel, as a teacher, as someone who holds space for these ceremonies. And so my goal with this episode has been really to kind of help answer some of the, the more basic questions to kind of maybe remove some of the fear. At least I know there's been fear for me in, in the possibility of entertaining um, plant medicine. So I'm excited for you guys to hear his stance on it and all of his experience. And so he basically dedicates his life to helping others heal themselves. He has recovered from addiction, trauma, and abuse, and that's been a big part of his own healing journey. And you guys are going to get to hear about that today. And so their uh, retreat center, they have evolution retreats and ayahuasca healing. They also have online private sessions and group programs. So you guys can always check that out. And I'm going to have all their information in the description below. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Michael, thank you so much for being here. Alexa, thanks so much for having me on the show. An absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, uber jealous of you as well because of where you are. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine to visit Peru and specifically for a ceremony. But um, have, did I ask you, have you been to uh, Machu Picchu? I have still not been to Machu Picchu. Oh so Really? Yeah, it was, there's so much beauty here and just like you can see the mountains behind us and the mountains and there's there's ruins on this on the mountain above us here the Pisac ruins which are nearby to mm -hmm. us so I've been to a lot of the different ruins but I've not been to Machu Picchu yet but I have a lot of friends who've been but it's it's just literally it's a couple of hours away from us 
Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, I've heard it's quite a trek to get up there that you got to be like actually experienced in in uh, some hiking and things like that to get up there. There's a, well, there's a few different routes you can take. So if someone wants to go and is maybe not so good with altitude or or hiking, then there's some easier mm. routes that you can take. Yeah, so you you can you can do a day trip or you can you can do a like a four day hike. So there's different there's different opportunities for different levels of experience who want to go and see that. Oh, interesting. Hmm, interesting. Well, good to know. <laughs> All right. So um, please kind of just tell everyone before I start picking your brain uh, why you're in Peru and, and the main thing that you're doing out there at your center. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, my name is Michael Thornhill and I'm co-founder of Casa Galactica here in PSAC in the Sacred Valley of Peru in the Andean Mountains. And with my wife and fellow co-founder, we created Casa Galactica as a multidimensional center for healing and evolution where we have ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. We have a whole bunch of online uh, healing and evolution sessions, channeling sessions, intuitive readings, trauma healing sessions, and a whole bunch of courses that are designed to help you come home to the truth of who you are. But the specific reason we're in Peru is because a large part of the work that we do is with ayahuasca and Amazonian plant medicine that is very beneficial for helping people from heal trauma and dissolve the separation of illusion and really experience more love, uh, happiness, joy in their life through healing the unconscious blocks uh, to love within their being. It, it can be likened to uh, having 10 or 20 years of psychotherapy in a single ceremony, wow. um, doing like 10 or 20 years of meditation. And that was a really big part of my journey because uh, how, to answer your question of how I ended up here, I'm originally from the UK and I was living and working and running a business in Europe and heavily addicted to many different substances whilst being a very successful uh, functioning addict. And I found ayahuasca to help me heal from addictions and very quickly within one ceremony, I stopped drinking, smoking, doing drugs and wow. went on this whole healing journey uh, through to India and Nepal, learning Reiki and yoga and studying different spiritual traditions and then found my way to Peru because I knew I wanted to learn more about ayahuasca and went mm. into the jungle, the Amazon rainforest for initially for three months, um, learning and studying there and learning how to facilitate ceremony and doing a lot of my own personal inner work. And then got an apprenticeship and stayed in the Amazon rainforest, living and working at a retreat center and learning how to hold ayahuasca ceremonies and, and facilitate ayahuasca ceremonies for people. And it was there that I met my wife, Jamie, and really along that way um, and working because we, we studied heavily in the Shipibo tradition and very kind of uh, traditional ways. There was a lot about the way that the work is done that's not trauma-informed, mm. um, that doesn't really empower you as an individual and requires you on some level to give power away to plant medicines and our own experience is not the same. And so we're very much about creating trauma-informed spaces, uh, empowering you to heal yourself and to really integrate these experiences from plant medicine experiences that help you transform your life in real tangible ways and access the power of your own consciousness that the plants help you to remember. So mm -hmm. that's how we started Casa Galactica. And we lived and worked in the jungle for a period of time and we've done our time and now we are here in the Andean mountains. <laughs> so it's a beautiful little place called PSAC. Um, yeah. And it's, it's great. It has great internet connection to be able to do podcasts like this, connect <laughs> with all of our clients online. And it's mm -hmm. a great uh, expat community here. So there's lots of organic products. There's such beautiful mm -hmm. weather and amazing scenery and mountains. And yeah, it's just a, a bliss to be here. So yeah, that's, that's, wow. that's, that's how we got here. Wow, what an amazing story. I'm sure if you asked yourself like 10 years ago, where is this where you'd end up? You'd you'd laugh at yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no there's no way I saw this coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how life goes, right? Well, uh, the first thing I thought of and I wanted to I want to get into the what you were talking about with being trauma informed with this within this field. Um first, let's kind of just explain what is ayahuasca bare bones um, to someone that doesn't know uh, 
what you mean by plant medicine exactly. What's what's distinguishing this from the psychedelic community a little bit? Yeah, great question. And so I, I'll do a brief explanation. And for anything mm -hmm. that's shared in this podcast here today, if you're not sure you want more information, please visit our website at casagalactica.com. We've got more, even more information there, very thorough in depth. And you can also book a free 30 minute consultation with me and my wife, Jamie, and we'd be happy to talk more. So if you're kind of not getting all your answers here today, just reach out and make the connection with us. But I will do my best to answer all these questions as thoroughly <laughs> as possible. So ayahuasca is an Amazonian uh, brew, which is contained of two plants, the ayahuasca vine and the chacruna leaf. They're combined together. And what happens is, is the MAOI or the monoamine oxidase inhibitors within the ayahuasca vine prevent the reuptake of the DMT contained within the chacruna leaf. Mm. To take the science kind of out of it, what that really means is that you go into a altered state of experience, which is known as the mariasion or an altered state or a psychedelic experience, but don't really use the word psychedelic, but just to try and give you that frame of reference. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is in the DMT realm, the ayahuasca vine guides us through that realm and we're able to heal past traumas at a rapid rate. We're mm -hmm. able to uh, purge toxins from the body, purge emotions from the body, release somatically stored trauma in the body at a highly effective rate that would take years and years of therapy to have similar results. Hmm. And I'm someone, you know, who is an advocate of therapy. I've done a lot of therapy in my own uh, life. And I work multidimensionally online with people, which is slightly different to therapy, but trauma healing work with people. But the ayahuasca experience itself is a very, very potent, direct experience of you coming home to more of the truth of who you are. Uh, healing blocks, dissolving karmic patterning and behavior from other, other lifetimes and releasing all that doesn't serve us anymore. Simultaneously, what we can have in those experiences is that we can have transcendent, transcendental experiences or non-dual experiences or experience of oneness or very deep spiritual awakenings where we start to see beyond the veil of illusion and we start to have a great understanding of true reality, of the true nature of reality. Mm -hmm. So this combination of trauma healing and spiritual awakening happens at a rapid fire rate. And then when that's combined with a trauma informed environment to help keep you safe through that experience mm -hmm. and surrounded by additional teachings that help you to make sense of that and integrate that into your life, mm -hmm. it creates a potent experience for transformation that can really change the trajectory of your life into something that's much more aligned with you. And mm -hmm. to kind of give the idea of why people come to ayahuasca, because that can also help ground it down. Mm -hmm. People might come who have experienced PTSD, anxiety, addiction, depression, suicidal ideation, or people might just find themselves at a roadblock in their life of not feeling passion, unable to hold down a relationship, not really able to feel love, just feeling blocked. Mm -hmm. um, or we might have different levels of addictions and other things like this. And um, people come mm -hmm. to have a different experience. Um, so the ayahuasca is one part of it. So the ayahuasca is the plant, but the ayahuasca ceremony is really what I'm talking about. This mm -hmm. is where my wife, Jamie, and I, we're working multidimensionally with people to hold the space, keep it multidimensionally safe, secure, and then work with you and your higher self to help make that transformation um, legitimate, uh, to make it long-term, uh, to help work with you in whatever those problems that you might come we work with spirit in a way that helps to catalyze that healing and evolution uh, so mm. to summarize it it is a potent healing modality that can help you heal and evolve at a rapid fire rate dissolve trauma dissolve karmic pattern and behavior and have uh, spiritual awakenings and experiences that can change your experience of life uh, from here on out mm. so when you say holding the space um do you, is there any communication going on physically between yourself and the person undergoing ceremony? Are, are you undergoing, are you taking the medicine during the ceremony as well? Or is it just the participants? Great question. So the ceremony sizes, which we currently have are just for four people. So we work with very mm -hmm. small groups of people. 
that we mm -hmm. we find it very good to be able to work uh, very deeply and intimately with people mm -hmm. and yes we jamie and i my wife and i we drink ayahuasca alongside the participants because this mm -hmm. is the way that traditionally uh, ayahuasca healers work hmm. why is that important well when we go into the ayahuasca realm and the state that's where we are also working multidimensionally we're communicating with spirit and the way that we communicate with spirit is actually through songs so through the whole ceremony we're hmm. singing songs known as ikaros or healing songs mm -hmm. and these healing songs are in the shipibo language um for the most part and they communicate with spirit and then communicate and tell the spirits to go and do different things or to hold the space to clean the space to help work with people's trauma to help people release sadness to help heal and release ptsd mm -hmm. help go to the root cause of addiction so we hold this space you know jamie and i are very experienced of, of hundreds of ceremonies of, of, of doing this holding the space working multi-dimensionally whilst in the altered state of ayahuasca um so the experience that Jamie and I have when we drink our ayahuasca is very different to the participants because we're holding the space. Interesting. So we're mm. holding the space. We're working in service to all the participants constantly, continuously throughout the ceremony, and the participants then are receiving. Uh, so whilst we both drink ayahuasca, it's a very different experience. Yeah, that's so interesting because you're obviously not going through your own, you can't be going through your own processing and and discoverings while trying to help others facilitate through this this experience so that's that's i would imagine like how much how much you have would have to have sat with the medicine at that point to be at that stage that's <laughs> the I amount of yeah, yeah everything's simultaneous everything's simultaneous there's uh -huh. always different processes going on the medicine's always different each time you drink it there's so much mm. to learn through being of service to people and yeah, mm -hmm. there's a there's a fantastic wealth of information that that gets shared through those experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I've what I've understood so for everyone listening, I've never sat with the medicine. I've always been curious, and I'm kind of in a place of my life where I'm distinguishing if it's a true calling or if I just um, because I consume a lot of content within this space. If I'm just seeing it repeatedly and interested in it, or if I really feel a calling, uh, I think the fact that I'm questioning means it's not quite there just yet. It seems like it needs to feel like a dire kind of hunger for it. Um, but my understanding of it from the outside is uh, that ayahuasca is like a mother energy and she shows you whatever you need to see because it's just an unveiling of whatever is already there. Am I kind of, am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah, I would say, I'd say that that is, that's one uh, description that some people have. Many people have that type of motherly energy from ayahuasca. Mm. A lot of people say mother ayahuasca or grandmother ayahuasca. It's not something mm -hmm. that Jamie and I really describe that as. Uh, hmm. We really don't see. Uh, we, we're more gender neutral, I think, with the, with regards to the okay. with the plant. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people have that experience of it being a motherly energy, and I think one of the reasons for that is because I think that people need a motherly energy. I mm -hmm. think that's a really healing motherly energy, and I also simultaneously mm -hmm. think that if you need a different type of energy from ayahuasca, then that will also be reflected back to you. But yeah, that mm. is a quite a common, that is quite a common uh, interpretation or direct experience that people have. And yeah, what, what ayahuasca is really, really good at is bringing the unconscious to the conscious. So things, mm. things that you're not aware of that are blocking you from your full potential can come up into that space. A lot of things like that can be repressed trauma. That was my experience, you know, working with plant medicines of uncovering deep levels of religious, spiritual, ritual, sexual abuse that I was experiencing as a child that was at the deep core of my addictions because no mm. matter how many times I tried to overcome or heal from addictions, I was never able to. And one of the mm. main reasons for that was because I wasn't ever seeing what was at the root cause. So ayahuasca mm. helps us to get to the root cause of whatever that pain, problem or suffering is, and then to heal that. And when we don't know in day-to-day -day life what the problems are, then we can't really treat them because we're not conscious of them. So sitting with ayahuasca is very much about bringing the unconscious to the conscious, whatever that might be for you. And it's different for everyone else. Hmm. 
So is it getting to the root of the of the issue? Is it just like a huge dismantling of the ego? How is it able to help you get to that root? So that core issue so easily? <laughs> yeah, so one thing that speak people do experience through through ayahuasca is a, a dissolution of the ego. And some mm -hmm. people can have this experience of feeling their, their body dissolve or their personality dissolve and having a a connection with one consciousness and the recognition mm. that this lifetime, this personality that we become so identified with is not really our true identity. And of course mm -hmm. there can be quite a lot of resistance with that because we spend so much of our life building our identity and building our success, building our brand, building whatever we might be in whatever line of work or, or community that we might be in. And that mm -hmm. we have so much uh, focus or identity with that, with that identity itself. So, so that is some part of the process. That's some part of the process of, of, of healing because we're reconnecting with the source of the truth of who we are and we're releasing mm -hmm. all of those past pains, problems and traumas back to source consciousness. So that, mm -hmm. is, that is one way that we can go to um, the root cause of the problem. But another way, what we can do is we can revisit, we can re-experience past traumas. So if we had, say if we were bullied for something at school, we might go back to experience being bullied whilst we're in the ayahuasca ceremony and then we might mm. feel how it felt like to be bullied because we might have repressed those emotions because we weren't strong enough or didn't have the tools or weren't capable to uh, deal with that type of bullying that we might have experienced and we might have internalized negative beliefs about ourselves. Mm. we might be able to go back with a unconditional love especially with that type of motherly energy that you were talking about and reframe that and then release and feel those emotions that were trapped and then perhaps the the belief system that might have arisen from that is that i'm unlovable and then we might be able to mm. heal that unlovable deficiency story uh, very experientially and then recognize that you've been living your life from that deficiency story and then you unravel that at its core root and then everything that's built on that deficiency story will then also crumble and fall away which is why it's very rapid transformation that can occur because when we take it to root cause, it's like a house of cards falling, like a Jenga block. Hmm. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's just an, an unveiling of what's already there that you don't, you just don't realize is there. And the healing, <coughs> excuse me, the healing portion of it is just the release of that emotion like just realizing that uh, that those emotions have been trapped or there's something you haven't been allowing yourself to feel and either allowing yourself to feel that emotion or realizing that you've had that blockage and just letting it go that is the healing <coughs> that that is uh that can be a part of it for sure but i would also say that it's difficult to really put the full ayahuasca experience into words yeah that we can that we can describe different aspects of different people's healing process but mm -hmm. the plant works in such magical ways that every time that you drink ayahuasca it's completely different and it's different based upon people's intentions what they really need but i think the closest that you're describing is that unveiling that unveiling of the truth of who we are and simultaneously unveiling the blockages to the truth of who we are. So those unconscious mm -hmm. patterns, traumas, and behaviors, they can come back up to the surface or perhaps seeing how we were acted in a relationship when we were younger or seeing how that way that we treated someone else might not have been the best way. Or we can see life through perhaps one of our parents' perspectives and we can kind of gain some more compassionate understanding for how these different things played out. We can find levels of deep compassion and forgiveness. So the healing mm -hmm. is really what I would describe as letting go of all the things that no longer serve us. And in whatever way that occurs, it might be crying, feeling, somatically shaking. Uh, it might be purging. It might be vomiting. There's many different ways that that occurs. But what I would describe is it's a purification of the true self. And the purging, the purging always happens, right? So it's just a representation of, of the inner it's just a physical representation of the inner workings right so with regards to with regards to purging it's it's not always necessary so hmm. ma many people believe that it is and i've heard people come with us and they say well, someone else has told us that if we don't purge we're not doing it right so people hmm. have these these beliefs 
so no, that's that's not true in our experience. You mm. don't you don't have to purge in a ceremony, like you don't have to vomit. But purging can be described as in many different ways, like feeling an emotion can be described as purging, but you don't mm -hmm. have to vomit into a bucket. What you can mm -hmm. what you can say is usually that what you what you receive is 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 what you really need. Um, <laughs> so there's an invitation to a surrender and a trusting of whatever that experience might be. Um, but there mm -hmm. is often there is often a level of purging that occurs, um, vomiting or diarrhea that can occur with drinking ayahuasca. And that's the mm. toxins leaving the body. That's the emotions leaving the body. It's not like mm -hmm. throwing up after eating some bad food or something like this. It's a yeah. cleansing process. And it feels very different to, to any other type of vomiting or purging that you might have done before because it's it's really getting well. It's it's negativity leaving the body. Uh, mm, so it's almost, it's the therapeutic purging. It's not like that. It's not like your typical experience. Um, how many days are you guys, uh, are these ceremonies like three days or or three nights or however you guys do it? We do, we do eight day retreats. So we okay. do uh, eight day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. And within that, we have just four participants and then you have a private room, a really comfortable private room. And over those eight days, we will do four ayahuasca ceremonies. But okay. then we also have uh, different meditations, medicinal plants, private sessions with Jamie and I, channeled workshops, mm -hmm. Qigong sessions, campfires. And on the front end, we have a full preparation package, health and wellness screening and a personalized call. And on the other side, then we have a full integration package to help you uh, really integrate on the other side when you go back home. And then we also have the opportunity, as you were mentioning earlier before about Machu Picchu, we have an extend your stay mm -hmm. uh, four-night additional trip where we do uh, different uh, sacred sites here. And it, one of those is, is Machu Picchu so that we arrange and organize that for people as well, for people who are wanting to mm. uh, take in some of the natural beauty of this area and region. That's so cool. I love this. Wow. So for the four days, for the four day ceremony, this is back to back, right? Like within four days back to back? No. So we have, it's eight nights. The The retreat mm -hmm. is eight nights and then we have mm -hmm. four ceremonies and that they're spaced out so that okay. you have, you have, you have some time off to rest and integrate. Uh, so it's, yeah, we try to take as much time to create the optimum environment for healing and evolution mm -hmm. but we have different sharing circles we have different workshops we have different activities and then when you're kind mm -hmm. of rested and ready for the next one then we have another one so we have four mm -hmm. ayahuasca ceremonies over the eight days mm -hmm. have you noticed a pattern with people in terms of like uh if it's their first time doing it, i guess it's different but have you noticed a pattern with if like the first day versus the second day, like emotionally, I would say the stages, like, is it more intense or it's just kind of, it just kind of varies. Uh, yeah. Um, well, on the first ceremony, when we, when we part of the trauma informed care that we do is the first ceremony, you, you get opportunity to drink ayahuasca twice in each ceremony. And the first mm -hmm. cup that we give everyone, we give them a, a, a small, like moderate dose just so mm -hmm. that people can kind of be aware of how the medicine reacts with them, not take too mm -hmm. much. And then we empower people to make the decision about how much that they would like to drink within our own uh, guidelines for, for safety. Um, so what we can find is that usually, you know, people who maybe drink for the first time, there is a level of the unknown and nervousness that usually occurs mm -hmm. when people are drinking for the first time. So that's natural and that's normal. And that one of the reasons why we have such an in-depth preparation package is just to help answer everyone's questions. That's why we have the free consultations. That's why we have so much in-depth work on that side. But nothing can really fully prepare you for the experience, which is indescribable. Um, mm -hmm. So when people come to the second um, ceremony, people are a little bit have a little bit more idea of what to expect but then it can be completely different, but it's still within the same realm of I drank ayahuasca. So mm. what we generally find is that people become more comfortable over a period of time of working with the medicine, of learning how to navigate. And as you drink ayahuasca more over the, over the four ceremonies, then you can become more confident in the way that you navigate those realms. Um, and we teach people different tools before the ceremony. 
to how to navigate these different realms, different multidimensional tools, how to ask for mm-hmm. help if you need it, how we're able to support you. You know, we're on, we, we live right next door to the retreat center and we're on site 24 seven. We have walkie talkies in everyone's room. So if everyone has any thing that they get worried about when they go back to their room or something like that, or they feel like they go mm. into another process, we're always there. So I, I, mm-hmm. I guess what I can answer the question with is that there's a familiarity that begins to develop that enables you to potentially more confidently navigate those multidimensional realms. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of touch on how do you, how do you navigate like a, a spiral? My, my fear, and I'll just use my own fear for, for this because I'm sure others that haven't done this feel the same way. I'm afraid of like going down a spiral and then not being able to pull myself out of that for like hours on end. Um, of just like a negativity spiral. Do you just surrender to that and realize that that's what needs to come up right now? So yeah, great question. So it really depends upon what that situation is for you. Um, Mm. So firstly, Jamie and I, we're here to help throughout the process. So you're never alone through the process. So if you're Mm -hmm. spiraling into a negative experience or what you perceive to be a negative experience, because I think there's a difference between perceiving a negative experience and yeah. actually being a negative experience. Yeah. Then we're we're here on on hand to assist you, work shamanically with you, uh, talk and coach you through the process, help guide you. So you don't have to have it all figured out. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different tools that we'll kind of talk about and before the the ceremony starts. But simply coming back to your heart and coming back to love, coming out of the head. Because the thoughts are usually mm-hmm. what are spiraling. Once we can come back to our heart, we can put our hand on our heart. We can also just feel the ground beneath us, just paying attention that the earth is holding us, that the earth is supporting to us. Mm-hmm. We can begin to mm-hmm. just pray to our higher self, ask for support. We can ask the plants for support, ask for help. And then Jamie and I are there, like I say, we're there to, to help and assist you. Um, and then we'll be tuned into what's going on with you and then intuitively help guide you through that process. But with regards to the fear of what a negative experience might be, and you use the word negative experience quite interestingly, mm. this is my experience and this is my viewpoint. And this is our viewpoint at Casa Galactica of what someone might call as a negative experience. A negative experience with ayahuasca is when you are in a situation that is actually unsafe for you mm-hmm. in the ceremony when you're working with someone who doesn't have multidimensional ethics, who doesn't have standards of care, who's not trauma informed and Mm -hmm. is not trained to deal with whatever you're going through. Hmm. So, and then there's also like the whole situation where there's countless accounts of people going to the jungle and, and being sexually abused by indigenous shamans whilst in the state. Hmm. That's what I would describe as a negative experience. So the, the negative experiences which can happen through to negligence based upon the, the ceremony holders. Um, so that is a negative experience in my experience. And now there's a difficult experience that you might have mm. when you come to somewhere like Casa Galactica that's trauma-informed, that's uh, multidimensionally ethic, that have great... St- and give you all the information through the the pillars of trauma-informed care, then within that space, you might have a tough or challenging experience. Yet, say, part of that challenging experience might be that you come into contact with some repressed trauma or repressed memories about abuse or bullying or negative experiences that were scary when you were a child. Those can come up but I wouldn't call them a negative experience. I would call them a tough experience. And the reason why I wouldn't call them a negative experience is that because when you're feeling those, you're releasing and you're healing at the body, hmm. the mind and the spirit. But you're also doing that in a supportive environment where you're not alone, where you're being helped through that process, where you're being supported, where you're being unconditionally loved through that process which is probably not the experience that you had when that trauma originally occurred. When a trauma originally occurred, we're probably confused, unsafe, and alone. 
And those are the types of feelings that might come up. So we can have the feelings of feeling unsafe come up. But when we're actually safe and supported, this really requires you to have a level of trust with the people that you choose to drink ayahuasca with. And then when you have that level of trust based upon the authenticity, based upon people doing their own work, having these different standards of care, that's what invites surrender. That's what invites, because you, you surrender to the trust of the people that you're entrusting in your care and your own self and your own desire to heal. Mm. And what actually occurs is that when we have an environment like that set up is that we can experience very deep, dark levels of trauma that we might have experienced in this lifetime or other lifetimes. And then we have a different end to the story. We're supported. We're loved through that process, which rewrites mm. the story. It, mm. it reprograms our, our brain. It reprograms the way that our nervous system works. And then what you'll find is, or what you might find, is that situations that occur in your day-to-day -day life experience that usually trigger that type of emotion or trigger that type mm. of experience, but you didn't know what it actually arose from. You just had the symptom of anxiety or depression or PTSD. In the ceremony, mm -hmm. you actually uncover that and you heal that in that safe environment, even though it might have been a challenging ceremony, at least for some part. Mm. You then go back to your day-to-day -day life and you realize that the same things that used to trigger you no longer trigger you. The root cause has been healed. So I mm. wouldn't call that a negative experience. But... Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, that there are negative experiences which can occur, but that's usually due to negligence. I just want to make that differentiation. And it's just that type of coaching through the process or that type of discussion through this process that can already reframe the way that you experience these things. Because mm -hmm. if we don't realize and recognize that that's what's actually happening, it's difficult for us to make sense of these things because the one the way that ayahuasca actually works is that we have direct experience of things like they're happening now. So the most direct way for us to potentially heal a level of emotion is to feel it in all of its intensity. Mm -hmm. And if that, if that level of emotion potentially was a trauma that led us to being unsafe, mm -hmm. what we're more than likely going to feel is fear or feeling unsafe. But when we allow, our, when we surrender ourselves to actually feel all of that and be held through that process, it leaves the body. It's somatically released. Huh. And then we don't live from that place. Because mm -hmm. we're already living from that place, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. So what we actually shift is the place that we live our life from. And that's why this type of work, it's, it's not a psychedelic journey or experience in my sense. Some people describe it as that. It's a mm -hmm. dedication to seeing the truth of who you are and releasing all the blocks to suffering which are present in your life. It's a deep mm -hmm. commitment to healing and evolution. And it can be challenging and tough. And it does require a certain level of stamina to be able to be with yourself, to be present with yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have had loads of spiritual experience or spiritual path experience to benefit from this. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Thank you. That that was going to be my question. Is is there a, some sort of preparation that you have to go through before this either, well, not physically, but spiritually, emotionally? Is there some sort of preparation that you kind of have to do before sitting with this? Yeah. So I'll just go through all the different levels of preparation, which are important. And I'll start with probably the most most important is with regards to contraindications that might occur mm. so ayahuasca is not safe for everybody to drink but with the correct preparation it's very safe um, so contraindications could be uh, physical health conditions potentially mm. you have heart condition or high blood pressure or tachycardia things like this that could be that could be dangerous and and, and contraindicated Again, we take everyone on a case-by-case -case basis, and that's why we have a full health and wellness screening questionnaire and then a preparation call. We go through that in depth to ensure that you're coming here safe. Then there could be contraindications from pharmaceuticals that you might be taking. So as a general rule of thumb, we ask everyone to abstain from taking pharmaceuticals. Some types of pharmaceuticals like SSRI antidepressants can be fatal when combined with ayahuasca because mm. the way that they work is very similar to the ayahuasca itself. Um, mm. There's, there's, there's contraindications mm -hmm. there. So 
when the MAOIs uh, w- go with the SSRIs, we they, they end up having a, a very um, powerful effect and it can be mm-hmm. serotonin toxic shock syndrome. Mm-hmm. So these are just things to be aware of. Um, you know, just like if you were going to go and jump out of a plane, you might not go and mm-hmm. jump out of a plane if you had a, a heart condition. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's just a level of checks that we would we would do, um, so that we make sure that everyone who comes has a level of safety. That that's the mm-hmm. safety for people who are coming, safety for everyone in the ceremony, safety for ourselves. And then mentally, there, if people have extreme levels of uh, or severe levels of mental illness, such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, for the most part, that that's that's going to be contraindicated, and there's going to be more safe and effective ways for you to heal. Mm-hmm. So there is there's a level of people who are on medications of consulting. Uh, we always say we always recommend and require this is done under a supervision of a medical physician mm-hmm. that you that you taper off and abstain from these certain medications just for the duration of the retreat and then come back on a week or so afterwards. And that means that your body is going to be safe to undergo this journey to ingest the ayahuasca. And, and then the kind of other preparation that we're kind of talking about, there's there's a, there's a, a cleansing of the diet. There's a generally just eating healthier. We have a nourishment mm. plan where we we eat healthy food. We we offer fish and, and chicken to people who pr- prefer that still, and we have a lot of vegetarian, uh, vegan meals. We we have basically just things that are really nourishing, very clean, very healthy. Mm-hmm. That's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna support you through that process. Mm-hmm. but your part of that process is going to be just starting to clean your diet because that's just going to help you help you feel lighter when you come to the process and adjust to that mm. nourishment plan and then be more receptive to the plant medicines mm. and then anything that else can uh, be beneficial for you a lot of people work with me online with my online private sessions uh, from mm-hmm. online trauma healing sessions or healing evolution sessions and that we do a lot of work because our channel spirit and uh, ch- channel Icaros and healing songs in those sessions. Uh, I also have the my monthly healing evolution group sessions, uh, which people come, which are uh, for people who are working with me or been on retreats or or also interested in the type of work that I do that gives a really deep insight into that. So there's, you know, I, I highly personally recommend people working with me on the front end because we start doing the work and you start becoming ready to sit with your emotions you you get prepared and you get trained at sitting with the discomfort mm-hmm. so if we're already doing that you normally get more out of the ayahuasca ceremonies because you're also working with the somatic tools which i'm teaching and training you in for your own self-healing and then working with mm-hmm. that, in that in that space mm-hmm. and then what i'd also you know recommend is meditation's great um for people who have a lot of period of trauma, a lot of traumatic experiences, don't worry if you don't feel comfortable meditating. You don't have to meditate. Sometimes if we're very much in a PTSD state and we try to meditate, we just find ourselves coming into contact with those PTSD feelings and it becomes re-traumatizing. And then we mm-hmm. think there's something wrong with us because we're not meditating. And everyone says I should be meditating because this is the way that I should <laughs> heal. But every time I do this, I feel uncomfortable. So you don't have to go through any processes. Just trust yourself. But if mm-hmm. you do feel inclined to meditate or do yoga or qigong or anything that can help you be present, that that can be useful. That can be useful. Um, yeah, and then we you know we have so much. We have so many different podcasts and informations on our website. We have a lot of preparation in there that people can kind of become ready for it. But I would just say that the best way to prepare is is to really feel into your intention about what it is that you want to do. And then take step mm-hmm. towards to step stake take steps towards participating in the ayahuasca retreat, because really the preparation is about getting you here. And we also have a full uh, packing list and all these other things that the kind of three D things that you need to think about. Okay, I'm going to another country. What do I need to do? There's that type mm-hmm. of preparation. So there's many mm-hmm. different facets to that, and we guide you through every step of that process, so we make that as easy as possible for you to make that transition. And, you know, come to Peru, get on a plane, get what to expect. We, we pick you up at the airport. We take you back to the airport. There's very little to think about once you kind of get here and everything's all included. Mm-hmm. So it's about getting you here in a safe way, in a way that you feel um, prepared. 
Mm -hmm. That makes it much less fearful because I think for a lot of people, it's also like the logistics of doing this makes them fearful, not just even the the ceremony and the experience, experience, but getting there and the travel and all of the barriers that they feel might be there. I'm, I was curious to ask you as well, do you think it's, I mean, necessary is a strong word, but is it helpful to have, have done like mushrooms before this experience? Do you feel like it's, I guess, necessary is the word I'm going to use necessary before doing this? Or like, is it better to have gone through a little bit of that first before experiencing a, a ceremony? <clears throat> uh, not necessarily and i would i would say with regards to mushrooms there's there's a whole host of different things that can occur from taking uh, psychedelics in an in a unheld container or not in a ceremony space and you can end up right. opening yourself to all these different energies so if you find mm. yourself in a place that you feel like again i would just come back to if you feel like you're in a space where you trust the level of facility that's able to help and assist you through that process. But mushrooms and ayahuasca mm -hmm. are very different. Even mm -hmm. though there are some similarities in terms of going into an experience, it's very, very different. The energy mm -hmm. of the medicine is very, very different. I personally don't work with mushrooms. I have mm -hmm. in the past when I was younger and it's just not resonant for me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not necessary. My, my wife, Jamie, she never drank ayahuasca and she went into the jungle for a couple of months, she just came down, just drank it. And then she changed her life and met me and we did all this work together. Wow. So it's not, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. If you feel like mm -hmm. though, if you feel like there's something that you feel like is part of the process for you, mm -hmm. then trust yourself. But again, I always just come back to safety and trauma informed care. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, it seems like uh, one of the, I don't want to say issues, but something that people find hard to do after an ayahuasca ceremony is um, integration back into whatever their their daily life is. What does that, because then it's not beneficial, right? If they can't integrate, what do you guys, how do you guys coach people through that process so that it's a helpful experience for them? Yeah, great. Um... Well, what we really believe in is about taking plant medicine experiences and creating lifelong transformation from those experiences. So mm -hmm. we're a really firm believer in helping you to anchor in that new vibration. And we do that in a myriad of different ways through all the teachings that we do in our retreats, through all of our different channeled workshops, through all of the different one-on-one -on -one sessions, you get a recording of all these. So you can go back and listen to those. And there's just very grounded practical advice that can help you make those transitions back into, uh, the life that you prefer because it might change mm -hmm. it might shift in different ways mm. and then we have lots of sharing integration on the on the retreat itself and then after the retreat we have a group sharing and integration circle which is included as part of the retreat package and you have a one-on-one -on -one integration session uh, with us and then we also have an ongoing sharing and integration circle that's completely free online every month that you're invited to participate in and you're invited to participate in those whether you've joined our retreats or not that's for people who work with us or are going through different transformations in, in different ways so mm. this we, we you know we teach a lot about this but really it's integration can be demystified people think there's a lot to do about integration mm -hmm. we have to do all these things for integration we do these things simply i would say integration is about making aligned choices for yourself and it's just choosing that vibration that you prefer and then beginning to make small steps or large steps in some cases towards living that life that you prefer that reflect the insights, the vibration, the healing that's occurred. So a very simple thing for this is like, okay, you come to an ayahuasca retreat and you're drinking or you're addicted to something. You go to the mm -hmm. ayahuasca retreat, the, the urges now, now shift. They're no longer there. You're healed from the addiction. Mm -hmm. you go back you might then consider changing your friendship groups or no mm -hmm. longer hanging out with people who are still addicted to things because you can recognize that that could probably bring you back into the old vibration rather than choosing something that might be more aligned for you and that can be with mm -hmm. work it can be with food it can be with habits and health many different things or mm -hmm. taking action on projects or the things that you now feel like the limiting beliefs that you had once before to go and write that book are now gone you start writing mm. 
So it's an individual mm -hmm. process, but it's it's very simple. Integration happens every moment. Integration's happening right now. Integration's always happening. We're not separate from integration. It's not something that occurs afterwards. It's always happening. So it's an invitation for us to tune into that vibration of what we prefer and then take action steps towards anchoring that vibration into our life. So eventually we end up living the life that we prefer or from our true selves. Mm, that's such a tangible way to explain it. You explained it so simply. I like that because you, you hit the nail on the head. Like it, it's from my understanding, it's always been like this mystical thing of integration. And it seemed like this big monster that you have to tackle. But yeah, you you explained that really beautifully. So thank you. Um, please tell everyone where they can go for your online sessions and everything. I know you have casagalactica.com. I'm going to put everything uh, in the description. So it's simple for everyone, but, but please share. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Alexa. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Please visit yeah. us at casagalactica.com. That is our main way that we connect with people. So you can find our eight day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. And then you can also book individual sessions with myself or with Jamie, if you want to, activate your intuition, empower your healing and embody your truth. Uh, please feel free to reach out for a free consultation. Um, a lot of the work I do with people is in my trauma healing sessions or healing and evolution sessions. So please just feel free to reach out with that. We can start working tangibly together right now. And then you can also sign up to our newsletter and you'll get a whole bunch of free goodies, including how to strengthen your intuition and some uh, trauma healing work and 20% off also from your first session with us. So just invite you to, to go and check that out. And yeah, if you've got any more questions, please just book a free consultation. And yeah, just remember just to tune into yourself, feel what's right for you. And yeah, follow your heart and you're, you're already fine. I love that. I love that. What a good note to end on. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you guys for being here. And I hope it was as informative for you as it was for me. I feel way more knowledgeable now than I did before this. So thank you for that, Michael. And yeah, please, you guys go check out all of his resources and um, get your butts down to Peru. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.